It's an unfortunate fact that the elderly are taken advantage of every day. While the laws are complicated and constantly changing, the wisest and safest way to keep track of them all is to call elder law attorney Michael Cohen. Having devoted his career to informing and protecting the elderly, Michael communicates about the law in ways that you and your loved ones will surely understand. Join us now to know your legal rights with Michael Cohen and co-host Don Crawford Jr. Here's Michael and Don. Welcome to Know Your Legal Rights. My name is Don Crawford Jr. And actually, Michael Cohen, my co-host and partner, we might want to change the program to, or the name, to Know Your Legal Options, because it's not just about people's rights. This program's about options, and as you said, you just present everything to them and let them pull the levers they want. Isn't that really the purpose of this show? a lot of times we talk about, a lot of times we say, we're Baskin Robbins. Mm -hmm. We just tell you the flavors. You just haven't tasted them yet, so you just don't know what to have. Right. And so a lot of times you see what's most important to you or what's the best taste for you. Whatever it may Mm -hmm. be, uh, whether it's the cafeteria line or or Baskin Robbins, Mm -hmm. you, you just don't know a lot of times what your options are. And so you have to find out what's, what is it that's important? Is it important to protect your children from mm-hmm. uh, or your family? Is it to, from either creditors or bad marriages or, or maybe somebody's disabled or maybe mm-hmm. you're concerned that your spouse might remarry or is it concerned, are you concerned about tax issues? Are you concerned about uh, public benefits issues? Are you concerned about it could be any number of things? And so we are, we often just say, well, what it's, it's like insurance. Uh, what do you want to insure against? And so then you have to say, well, is this worth getting me getting insurance or not? Well, let me use the word then in my next question then. How do you ensure that you present to them all of the options. What do you do to make sure that they know what they can pick from and what's out there? Well, usually you ask questions about what's important to them Mm -hmm. and uh, ask them some of those different types of questions. Um, Ask about the family. Ask about what the relationships are. Are they concerned about future relationships? Are they concerned about uh, son-in-law or daughter-in-law? Are they concerned about their spouse remarrying? Are they concerned if they'll get sued? Are they concerned that uh, want to protect their spouse if their spouse uh, survives you? Mm-hmm. Are they concerned that they have long-term care insurance? Do, right. they, do they have enough um, income or assets to take care of them if they're disabled? Mm-hmm. 70% of Americans, by the way, become disabled after 65. 70%, okay. So, you know, people are living longer. I um, and, and today's 85, yesterday's 65 in right. my mind. But the uh, so as a result, the longer you live, the more likelihood of disability. People always think about what happens when you die, mm-hmm. but they don't think about the fact that since we're living longer, you know, we just went to the Alzheimer's walk, sure, and um, which I appreciate uh, KAAM yeah. and all y'all have done. And for those who went to the Alzheimer's, it was a great day. It was a great day. It was mm-hmm. a beautiful day mm-hmm. uh, on October 5th. It was a wonderful yep. event. And, um, you know, when you think about it, there's been such advances in medication, exercise, diet. We talked about that a little bit on the walk uh, that 
uh, I, I think that there's less people dying of perhaps the heart attacks or the cancers mm-hmm. than we, I mean, still people obviously die from those dreadful diseases, mm-hmm. but I think that there's going to be, you know, more dementia-related diseases because people, they've had fixes uh, uh, or different things or different medications. When my dad died, I was I was very young. When my dad died, they didn't have bypass surgery, mm-hmm. and nowadays that's common, okay. uh, or stents, or, you know, those things are just like, oh, yeah, get in, out. And, and now people are more conscious about what they eat or exercise, right. perhaps. And so as a result, people are living longer. However, when you live longer, there's more likely that there'll be some sort of disability. Sure. And so, uh, you know, a lot of times that ends up in being some sort of dementia-related disease, whether it's Alzheimer's or Parkinson's. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess it could be any number of dis- diseases, but a lot of times people have more dementia-related diseases. Let me add my however, too. But however, if I understand, Michael, I've read this uh, a few months ago. Maybe I'm wrong. I think you're more expert on this insidious disease than I am. I don't have any loved ones who suffered by this, but I still hate it with a passion like you do. But I thought I read 50 years ago there wasn't dementia. 50 years ago there wasn't Alzheimer's. (laughs) So what's changed? Well, our diet has changed. Processed food has changed. The environment has changed. Pesticides, herbicides has changed. Global warming has changed. And that, as a result... Because people are living longer, is affecting our brains. Is that fair I, and accurate? I, I, I think. Well, we don't know all the different causes of what anything is. There's a lot, obviously a lot of environmental issues, but uh, that we aren't aware of. But mm-hmm. uh, I think that you know things, as you say, things have changed. And uh, how does that impact us? Some of those questions we don't know at this yeah. time, but we'll probably learn more in the future. I, <clears throat> I know in September, um, the subcommittee for the Senate voted for another 350 additional 350 million dollars for alzheimer's research good uh, and they continuously support the alzheimer's association because they're seeing that there's advances and they think you know that uh, maybe we can find the first person who is going to be cured and which is on the cover of everybody's t-shirt isn't it yeah yeah you which, saw that on yeah. at the uh, walk and, mm-hmm. and and i think that um and if we don't do anything as we get to um, you know, if is is it's going to take a bigger part of the budget. Mm-hmm. You know, I I don't know if I talked about it. We had uh, uh, in August it was announced um, by the Queen of Sweden in IKEA to come up with a design where that people could stay at home longer. Uh, so IKEA is going to the Queen of Sweden's um, mother had Alzheimer's, mm-hmm. and so she. Team, teamed up with an uh, IKEA and Scansi or something like that, another big Swedish company. And they're having it where people have this uh, affordable housing. Uh, IKEA is going to have the whole supply line where they have cheap homes, where uh, affordable homes where a spouse could live. They'll have things that are more suited for those who have dementia. For example, um, hmm. Uh, the mirrorless bathrooms, not the dark floors uh, in there, the on the ref- uh, refrigerators or whatever. It won't be electric. It'll be something with knobs and things that will be easier for somebody. So they're coming up with so people could stay longer. So so they're, that doesn't cure the disease. Right. But why did Sweden do that? Uh, and they're already built the first apartments, by the way. Uh, why? Because they realize that their population is aging. Mm. United States is no different, and our our pop. You know, again, as, as I said before, today's um, 
85 is yesterday 65. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think of somebody uh, 65 as being that old anymore. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's the older I get, but <laughs> but the bottom line is, I guess being old is somebody 15 or 20 years older than you, but uh, whatever somebody once sure. said. The, um, but basically, I really don't think that people – uh, people are living longer, mm-hmm. but as you age, there's more likely a disability. If you try to get disability insurance, for example, each year that you wait, it's more light, more than likely, just like life insurance. The older you are, the more likely that you'll be to die, the closer you are to die. Right. So the more the closer you are to being disabled. And uh, and so here, we have to plan for somebody that's disabled. Do they have enough income? Do they have enough assets? Mm-hmm. Do they have insurance? If not, do we plan for public benefits? Mm-hmm. Is there a way to preserve resources? Can we preserve assets for the spouse? Can we protect the assets if the well spouse dies and things go to the ill spouse because public benefits are means tested? Can we do a certain type of trust? And the answer is yes, we can if it's an issue that is concerning. So we have to find out those type of things. Do you, is there, maybe that we could have asked, is there a history of some sort of disease in your family? Mm -hmm. Maybe, so you just ask the questions and when you find out more, you find out more about the person, what's important to them, mm-hmm. then you could try to customize a plan that is based on them, on what they want. It's whatever they want. I, I think the the thought, you know, in today's society is that there's a one-size-fits-all, there's one will out there, no. there's one trust out Absolutely there. Not. You know, so to me, that's a foreign world. I know that that's what people think, mm-hmm. and that's because that's the society that we've been trained. But in my mind... Well, I think just like everybody's different, Mm -hmm. everybody has a different DNA, then I think every will or trust could be different as well. You have a right to do whatever you want. It's your money. I find it reckless and irresponsible to not be a good steward with your money while you're alive and after you pass away. Um, Judge and producer Tiara Denman is across from us in the studio here, as I can see her. And I have to reach out to the judge and say, Judge, Your Honor, uh, the witness is not answering the question, though. And I asked the witness, which is Michael Cohen. He's taught me a lot about the law. <laughs> I've asked the witness, how does he ensure that he stays on top of these things? Oh. And I, so I want to hear from the witness okay. how he continues to self-educate oh. and how he makes sure he presents all the options. So I don't mean to be rude because okay, I, okay. I think you're a wonderful man. You're a fantastic <laughs> attorney. We've been doing this five years. Huh? But I want you to answer the questions because I want the audience to know your background yeah, because well, I think it's outstanding. Well, well I appreciate that. Now, Ruth. No, I mean, obviously, I do a lot of reading, and we continuously uh, not only go to different conferences, but we do a lot of reading. And, I mean, as you know, I write articles every month. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so – and actually, even even before we – not only to write the articles, but even for this show, uh, I, I look at different things. Not that we know – I have no idea what we're going to talk about, mm-hmm. as you know, today – uh, but a lot of times you never know what's going to come up. Right. So you want to be um, know as much as you can, and you never never stop learning. And you're always you read six seven days a week, right? Oh, absolutely. During the football games at oh, night, yeah. bedside reading oh, at yeah, work. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. And, I'll, and a lot of times I'll be writing at the same time, writing at the same time that I'm reading. Mm-hmm. I'll be reading and then decide. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm gonna, that gives me an idea about either a case or a particular client matter mm-hmm. or t- about an article to write. And so 
Um, so it could be during a football game. I'll mm-hmm. be writing about um, Baron Hilton dying and uh, giving to uh, uh, you know something you know yeah. to this, his charitable foundation mm-hmm. or something like that. Maybe that may be not you know anything illegal in matter. It's mm-hmm. just about charitable foundations, but. Um, well, your reputation precedes you, and didn't you just speak in front of the state bar the other day too? No, and, I spoke to the Dallas bar. Dallas bar, uh, yeah, okay. Uh, and uh, what was that all about, please? Oh, well, they, the 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 topic was what to do when he turns sixty five. Got it. And it was a um, uh, something sponsored by uh, an event sponsored by the probate trust estate section, the senior law committee, and the sole and small firm section. There was a couple hundred attorneys, and so uh, hmm. we basically talked about different things that may affect them. Yeah. Okay. Is yeah. that on Facebook or your website or any of that? Oh, Did they yeah, film usually that? Yeah, we have the different speaking engagements. Oh, um, we usually, we first of all, we <clears> put <throat> it on our, we're supposed to be on our website. And um, we also, when we do our new monthly newsletter, mm-hmm. uh, usually write about six or seven articles a month. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we, um, on that, we have an introduction, say where we're speaking for the month. So Good. usually there's, you know, besides our workshop, uh, which we have every three weeks. The mm-hmm. next one, by the way, is on October 17th. Great. And let's talk about that. But getting back to speaking in front of the Dallas Bar, that, once again, is reinforcing what I have said so many times, and this is the teacher teaching the teachers exactly how to handle Medicaid, government assistance, and, of course, when it comes to estate planning, Michael Cohen is tops in the entire state, in my subjective opinion, and many others as well. He also teaches at his workshops, and that's where you get to benefit and get to figure out what is best for your circumstances, which, again, is on Wednesday, excuse me, Thursday, October the 17th at 1 o'clock. And my dear friend, tell everybody why they should attend the workshops and what goes on. Well, it's, we ask people what they want to know. You know, here you ask today, why do, how do you find out stuff? Well, first of all, what we do at the beginning of the workshop is, what is it that you want to know? Right. And we literally write down a question. When I put down the person's name, so I'll just remember who asked the question. Mm-hmm. And in that two hours, we'll say, we'll hopefully answer the question. And uh, we go through all – because it, it's it's really designed to educate whoever's there about the que- – answer the questions that they may have. Uh, so uh, it's it could be anything. It could be about estate planning. It could be well anything related to estate planning or or elder law. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people don't realize elder law deals a lot of times with people with disabilities. It might be dealing with Medicaid. It may be dealing with veterans benefits. Uh, so a lot of times we use those type of things in planning. So like when we talked earlier about people with disabilities or if they don't have long term care insurance, a lot of times those type of thing those public benefits programs help. Uh, pay for cost of care, mm-hmm. uh, but anyway. So we, but we, each workshop's different because everybody's questions are different. Because somebody might just say, "What's the difference between a will and a trust, and what's a power of attorney?" Or, or it could be that it could that somebody says, "Well." Is there something extra you can do? What's a ladybird deed? What's a uh, is there some sort of what's the newest law on X or Y? Whatever mm-hmm. it may be, how how does the tax law affect me in my particular situation? How does can you have a trust? How do you do a trust? Did you know you could do a trust where you could say you just tell me what your goals are? Who do you want to be taxed? Do you want to be the one who's who, the one who sets up the trust to be taxed? Do you want the trust to be taxed? Do you want the beneficiary to tax? So you can go by the tax laws. So you just say, Right. Okay, well, you tell me what's important to you, mm-hmm. and then we customize it to be whatever it is for free. For, yeah, yeah, we just tell you what it is. Okay. That's right. Yeah. Good. Yeah. So we for two hours we answer the people's questions, and um, 
And then um, if they go to that free estate planning essentials workshop, the next one, like you said, is on October 17th Mm -hmm. uh, at 1 o'clock. Or or November 9th. Or November 9th. If you go to a Saturday one, it's on November 9th. 10 a.m.? That that one's at 10 Mm -hmm. a.m. And tell them where the workshops always are. The workshops are – we have a conference center in our our building, which is near – Close to, if I don't know if you know where Medical City Hospital is in North Dallas, mm-hmm. uh, the LBJ uh, Central Expressway area. Very freeway close. Yeah, right very, there. Yeah, right. People come from all over. Mm-hmm. I mean, people come from sometimes from hundreds of miles away. Great. Yeah, so. I'm surprised. Yeah, now, yeah, and we usually fill up too. There's usually a waiting list. Mm-hmm. So if you are interested in going to that free estate planning essentials workshop, all you have to do is call 214-720-0102. That's 214-720-0102. Or sign up online at DallasElderLawyer.com. That's DallasElderLawyer.com. Uh, you know, like I said, we've been very fortunate. Usually we have a waiting list. So if you are interested, I do recommend you give us a call at your earliest convenience. Uh, I would also be remiss oh, if I did. Oh, here he goes. Uh-oh, he knows. As soon as I hear the time. remiss word. Yeah, yeah. This is really – now, some people might say – And he smiles the whole time because he <laughs> thinks this is really funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's the cat that ate the the, the canary or whatever. Yeah, 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 the Cheshire yeah. cat. We'll the, make what, it easy for you. Right, right, right. <laughs> so, so the the bottom line is, you know, some people think it's important or valuable to have free education yes. on all the questions they may have regarding estate planning. Yeah. Uh, but I think the real reason why there's this waiting list for these workshops That's not true. is the KAAM coffee mugs. Okay. Yes, you know. You know, they start celebrating. People, I think Christmas comes earlier every year, and they start, you know, sometimes they have start having the Christmas decorations before Halloween now. And so so now the stocking stuffer of all stocking stuffers, the KWM coffee mug, chip clip, and pins, free. You Who say that every ask year. for anything You more? say that every year. I think they could ask for a lot more than that, to well, be really they honest could, with but you. it depends if they're naughty or nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is true. I attend any Michael's workshops, and there's always KWM coffee mugs. And one other thing we want to say, speaking of being remiss, is that uh, you can bring significant others with you. You don't have to come alone. There's room. Just sign up as quickly as possible to make sure you and whomever get seats at the next workshops, October 17th, Thursday, 1 o'clock, November 9th, which is a Saturday at 10 o'clock. We've got about 10 minutes. Dear Michael, uh, you want to tell a story about an East Texas woman who went missing and the debacle that that created? Yeah, this one, um, the reason why, this is actually a client, and they they want to publicize this story. And so usually, of course, we don't say the names of anybody. But in this one, this is the first time that we've ever done this. But in this case, it's a it's a tragedy. Uh, the their daughter, uh, Lauren Colvin Thompson, uh, who's about. 32 years old, went missing in January of 2019. Okay. She is still missing to this day. Mm. Um, she has th- three little kids. Uh, there was a 911 call that she made. This is in Panola County. I don't know if this radio station goes to East Texas or not. Mm-hmm, it does. Uh, but mm-hmm. uh, and, and, and I'm not trying to say anything negative about the Panola County Sheriff's Department. Maybe like that clear. I'm sure they're doing their job. Uh, and but what's happened is they is is nothing uh, yeah. has has occurred. They haven't located her. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a nine one one call that she made. Now this is going to be the reason why we're telling the story. Also, is not only because of the the family, but also because 
we'll talk, see about a couple legal issues, what happens when somebody is missing and doesn't have a will, in this case also has children. Okay. All right. So um, the, in, in this case, um, there was the phone call uh, from not, to the police. That she said, tell Dad I love him. I'm sorry. Uh, she, there, there's somebody uh, chasing me. Um, uh, and uh, they, call, they called 911. It was on the phone for like 20 minutes or so or 30 minutes. And mm-hmm. about 10 minutes was missing. They could tell from the pings from the cell tower on the 911 with the area, except yeah. for there was 10 minutes missing. Mm. And it was out in the middle of nowhere near – Somewhere near Carthage, actually, outside suburbs of Carthage, Texas, or okay. uh, for wow. lack wherever it is in Panola County. Just crickets. And they tried to uh, search. They said some. She said, "I'm somebody's chasing me." And then all of a sudden, it sounded like she was startled. And then there was her battery went dead. Mm. And they found a shoe in the woods, uh, their bloody blanket, uh, and but the that uh, she had been told to. Her car was it was in a ditch. The sheriff's department looked for. Uh, they searched several, many times uh, the area. They had different heat-seeking drones, and uh, hmm. they had canines, uh, but they never found her. Oh, a perfect crime, and, huh? Well, at this point, the body is missing. Wow. And but now let's talk. And and so it's it, the family obviously feels like that there hasn't been enough done, and they don't understand why there hasn't been something about foul play, the FBI is involved. Uh, you know, it's just a, a missing person case. Now, we talked a little bit about the fact that did she – what happens that she has kids? Now, she wasn't married, uh, and the, the father's rights had been terminated. Now, in this case, the attorney may – I say made the error of terminating her rights because she's been missing. Um, what's the problem with that and what we said to try to undo? Well, the, the problem with that is if she terminates her rights, that means that she's not dead, and that means you can't collect Social Security. When you have a parent that's under – when you have a parent with children that are under 18 mm-hmm. – you could collect Social Security, but if you've terminated their rights, then it's not a, a, a debt. You're not presumed debt. So I said, and there wasn't a large estate. So we talked about uh, can you do anything through the courts, just like some sort of a, a, a some sort of other type of relationship where uh, that they could say that she's debt. So, for example, in the estates code, if you don't have a will, you have to show by circumstantial evidence that the person is dead. You could post a notice like at the courthouse, and and if you you have to get a private investigator, there's some certain rules that you have to follow. And if you follow, then you could say that the person is deceased. Mm-hmm. Well, if if she is deceased now, in this case, she didn't have a will. So in that, when you don't have a will, then you have to have an airship determination mm. because to see if there's any unknown there. So there's a couple attorneys involved. It's a more lengthy process, mm-hmm. which is not that we expect anybody to go missing, but another reason why everybody should at least have a will, if not a trust. But uh, but they ought to at least have a will in this case because now it's going to be a lot more costly and a lot more time-consuming. Uh, so there's a procedure when you don't have a will, you have to find out who all the unknown heirs are. You have an attorney, a litem to be chosen to discover that type of stuff. We've talked about that on prior mm-hmm. shows. Uh, so um, anyway, 
so, but there is a procedure. Mm-hmm. Uh, you give notice. You show the circumstantial evidence. So you'll say, okay, here's what happened. She ha- here's her. Let's say her accounts that haven't been touched, and there keeps on being bills. They're automatic, but nobody could stop because. There's nobody has any authority. Passwords, the, anything? Yeah, yeah, there's no no password, no power of attorney, no you know nothing. Yeah. Wow. And so this is another reason. No matter you know you think of when uh, when somebody is younger that they're invincible, right? When my daughter that you met my daughter uh, Wendy at the walk, mm-hmm. um, when she turned 18, I had her do a will, a power of attorney, all the different medical power of attorney, living will, the whole. HIPAA, all the different types of just general types of estate planning documents that everybody probably should have, uh, even though she was only 18. Why? Because things happen. Mm-hmm. And not that I expect it would be the furthest thing from my mind or from anybody's mm-hmm. mind that a child would go missing or that anything else would happen. Some, we're not God. And so we don't know what tomorrow brings. And, and so you're never too young, is Mike's point. Y- yeah, you're never too young, and mm-hmm. things can happen. Mm-hmm. So it's not just for the elderly. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody needs to have some sort of planning. Well, let me squeeze one question. What if, doesn't it open up just a gigantic can of worms, too, when someone has life insurance and they go missing? Right. How do you determine if they're dead or alive well, and who gets right. paid and when? And yeah, you couldn't, at this point, they have, the sheriff's department has not presumed her dead. So then because of that, life insurance doesn't have to pay. That's right. Wow. Which probably makes them very happy. Well, and so that's why you may have to go to court to have this airship determination to show the circumstantial evidence to prove that the person is dead. So there is there, – but there are laws mm-hmm. that specifically say what happens when somebody's missing. And ha- is there a state law that says yeah. you got two years and if you don't find her well, in two you, years? Well, you can't even make a distribution for three years after three. the determination. Okay. And there's actually even laws if they find the person, by the way. Mm. So in other words, you thought that somebody was dead, but they weren't. Rumors of their death had been greatly exaggerated. Right. And so they had actually – so there's uh, basically – uh, I'm not going to say a resurrection department, but mm-hmm. they have an apartment where they could go back if they found the person and, and they could restore the rights. And by the way, if their debts have been taken, they get they get their money back to the sure. extent, you know, obviously. And they should. Yeah. I've seen stories where, of course, the it's only been men that have faked their deaths so right. then they could collect on the insurance themselves yeah. indirectly or directly. Yeah, yeah. Right. Interesting. It's, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, people do anything for... So tell us the name of this woman again and uh, the, the family. L- yeah, and uh, Lauren uh, Colvin Thompson. Thompson. And this was in... Uh, near uh, in Panola County, Panola, and, okay. and I know that the sheriff's department's gotten a lot of um, some some things that they probably prefer that they see because they tried to get other investigators to come in, mm-hmm. and the sheriff's department said, "Well, we think we've done enough of an investigation," right? And so they're and that they said that the property owner wanted privacy, but the property o- there's a dispute on whether the property owner would let more people look and do a search, although there's been many searches, and they haven't found anything yet except mm-hmm. for the one shoe. Right. Uh, and uh, so mm. – I don't want to sound like America's most wanted, but if you have any information, my goodness, yeah, contact yeah. the sheriffs, right? Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, or, yeah, 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 you could do that, or the FBI. 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 Yeah, okay. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's very sad and ongoing, I guess, because it's only yeah, been yeah. It's January. Yeah, it's been, you know, since January, so uh, they're hoping for more action. Yeah, I hope they find something soon for relief for everyone, mercy for everyone. Um, you might need some relief, too. I think everybody does. Everybody on the face of the earth should attend Michael's workshop because everybody should have some kind of plan when they pass away. And I believe Michael feels the same way, as he said before, whether will or trust or something. To uh, to that end, 
attend Michael's next workshop either on October the 17th, which is Thursday at 1 o'clock, or November the 9th, which is Saturday at 10 o'clock, whichever works out for your schedule. And uh, Michael, tell them how to do that. All you have to do is call 214-720-0102. That's 214-720-0102. Or sign up online at DallasElderLawyer.com. That's DallasElderLawyer.com. Uh, and, and really, if you are interested in going, I do recommend you sign up at your earliest convenience because we do usually uh, have a waiting list. Great. Michael Cohen, thank you, sir. Thank you. When we declare doing it your way, as Christians, such is actually and should always be God's way. It's imperative that our planning includes implementing indisputable biblical principles, such as leaving a financial gift for your church from your estate. Not doing so would certainly be considered poor stewardship, which no believer wants to be held accountable for. So call Michael Cohen's office to sign up for the next Essential Estate Planning Workshop to ensure your estate is in complete Christian accordance today. Dial 214-720-0102. 214-720-0102. And be certain to listen to Michael Cohen right here on 770-KAAM.